Good afternoon, Martin Espinal, the Exotic Zona coming to Sing, baby, sing, man. Sing it. I'm feeling a little picky. But sing it. Sing the song, man. You know it, right? Karaoke. Go ahead. Do it. What's going on? Do it. Hi. Relax. Fucking enjoy it. Hey, I was. Living. Oh, until I stepped in. Damn, bro. I said, hey, you're a great human being. Yeah. What's going on? On a Friday night. How you doing? Afternoon, four fifty seven. It's been a while. It's been a really long time since I've done a podcast. Today, I would like to speak. From inside Riverside Beneficial Anytime Someone In the hood Did time Anytime Someone In the hood Washington Heights did time it's been a while it's been a long time since we had a chance to converse but the revolution will not be televised Martin Espinal, the exile exhorted. It's been a while. But Gil Scott Harris' message from inside the cubicle, 7.44 on a Friday night. ¿Y por qué no escuchar una salsita? Una música alegre. Enjoy the music, yo. Happy music for Friday night. Dance. Dance. Put them dancing shoes on and dance.
música para gente bacana. Para gente que le gusta gozar, bailar, festejar, beber. A ver a esa mujer. ¡Fuego latina! ¡Hold on tight! ¡We go for ride! ¡Now I got carousel! Hey, good morning, or rather, good afternoon. It is 12.06, Martin Espinel, the exile exhorter. Hey, listen, today is championship week. College football is going to decide the winners of the different conferences and whatnot. I mean, presently, I'm about to watch Baylor go up against Oklahoma State. This is going to be a very uh, good game, actually. I mean, come on, they're going for the championship, so both teams are highly competitive. I got. Seven oh six. Waiting on Monday Night Football. From inside the confines of the Riverside Beneficial Club, here on Pierce Street and Burn, in the Reading Boogie Down, Pennsylvania, the Bronx in the background, we coming to you live. It's a Monday night football celebration. I hope you're ready for the fun. Musica Bacana Everybody expects the Cardinals to win Do you? Playlist brought to you by the Exile Exhorter. Football 172 Coming to you live from inside the Riverside Beneficial Club. 707. Today is December 13th, 2021. Música para ustedes. Popo, el hijo de esta vitimilla ya trayendo de música. Desde aquí, de los confines de un pueblo pequeño, para mi gente bacana. Good music for y'all. Hope y'all enjoy it.
which player will score the first rushing or receiving touchdown. So, more music coming to you. Omega, el fuerte, lo mejor. On a Monday night, coming to you live from inside the Riverside Beneficial Club, right here in Pearl. Uh, I keep calling it Pearl, like it's Pear, Pear Street in Burn. This little industrial area. Um, Carpenter controls the area here, and there's a, a grow house on the corner of Burn and Center Avenue, man, and every morning when I wake up, all you smell is the strong smell of excellent cannabis. I'm not, I'm not complaining, all right? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Omega, El Fuerte, for you, for me. To the world. Hope y'all enjoy. Every day, every moment, every second is an opportunity for you and yours to live, to enjoy. To live means to enjoy, to be part of an equation. Not to sit by, not to sit around and watch things pass you by. To live means that you part of it. You gotta be in the game to be part of the fun. Ain't no fun if you just sitting around. What are you looking at then? Come on, you ain't a clown. From inside the confines of the Riverside Beneficial Club on Pear Street in Burn. It's the Exile Exhorter, Martin Espinal, coming to you live. 7-Eleven, and not what? We ain't talking about the store. We talking about the time, yo. Groove, baby, groove. Musica para ustedes, la gente bacana. Dominicano, Boricua, Puertorriqueño, Colombiano, Venezolano, Colombiano, all y'all good people. Enjoy the music.
Yeah, the best sauce is Goya sauce. Always get you some Goya because if it's Goya, it's got to be good. Mi gente bacana, we back, baby. 712 Omega Fuerte, bringing it to you The fighting all-stars are going to be coming to you, man. I hope you understand. This is like some prime beef. Best cut in the whole cow. Africa, yo, Africa. Que no ponía guarachar a la casa. Un automóvil, dos automóviles, dos automóviles.
let the music play. Yo, ain't gonna say nothing. Y'all need to hear from me. Enjoy the music, y'all. se daña la vaina vamos a decir la verdad esto se jodió y es solamente lunes on a Monday we already fucked up it's all gonna be torn up it's gonna be lit it's only Monday the music gonna continue are you gonna stay with me are you are you you stay until the next time. My next for now. Po Po 1720. The Exile Bringing you the best. You are the only one that can determine what you're going to do with your own life. Don't let nobody ever tell you otherwise. Until next time, we'll see ya. Bye. I just got my uh, review from Spotify. The number of people who have listened to my uh, podcasts. For those of you who have and did and continue to do so, I can only wish you the best. I do this not to make money. I think if I went into it to make money, I'd probably be very successful. But I do this for those who share my vision of the world. And for those four people who listen to me more than anyone else. Gracias. Danke. Thank you. Grazie. Merci beaucoup. I thank you. If there's four people in the world that listen to me more than anyone else, then thank you for doing so. I can't believe that you did or that you do. As a school teacher, I remember more than anything else. I always said this to myself. If I could reach one child in this room of 30, 32 kids, that's why I'm here. So... If I reach four, 
if I reach only one person who listens to me, then my job is done. I'm not trying to create a media hype storm. I'm trying to get people to understand that there's a better world out there and that it's available to us if we choose to make it so. Let's listen to the music, man. Because we still playing music, all right? Mayimbe de Colombia, Joe Arroyo, Fernandito Villalona, Mayimbe en Santo Domingo, Santiago, Puerto Plata, Jaina, por en Colombia, Medellín, oye Cali, se llama Joe Arroyo, The master hit my man's girl. Even though he's a slave, he said, Yo, what? We're gonna sit it off. You don't touch my girl. You don't touch my black girl. No, they beg you, that negra. That means don't hit my black girl, dogs. How dare you, mother effer? What you get when you mess with my girl. That's what the dude said. Woo! Inside the Riverside Beneficial Club. Still in here, yo. 
You alright? We good. We waiting on the football, y'all. 732. It's getting closer and closer. We already there. One hour away. 62 minutes. Whatever you want to call it. If it's uh, what they call that, the other metric system, they start using them crazy words. We Americans. Exceptionalism is our name. American it is. We don't know about no kilometers, man. What are you talking about? We know inches and yards. <laughs> 733, yo, on a Monday. Oh, I In five minutes, my brother Rafael. Octavio Espinal. He will have another birthday. So I'm doing this for him, for me, and our family. You see, he's one year older than me. But I say this to you and to anyone else who wants to hear this. He's so much wiser than I can ever be. Let me explain to you. There's some details to this. My brother Raphael with an F. I got PH. That's my other brother, Chacho. He passed away some time ago. We miss him dearly. But this is Rafael Octavio Espinal Santos. As I said, he's one year older than me. But again, he's so wise. <laughs> what he does is he brings poetry. His wisdom is beyond comprehension at times. <laughs> we fight. We argue. I don't know when is the last time we spoke. But yo, I know he's like a yoke above me. Always trying to keep me in the straight and narrow. But I resist. I do. But I love my brother dearly. And in a couple of minutes, it will be his birthday. 
that brings harmony. He really is my best friend, my brother. He's one year older than me, but he's so much more than I can ever, ever be. That's his AKA. And I know that in the background. Yeah, man, that's my counterpoint. It's my irony. I don't mean to confuse no one, yeah? I hope you don't think that, man. Happy birthday, my brother. Happy birthday, Lito. Happy birthday. You protected me. You were held back when I was a five-year-old. Actually, when I was six. My mom and dad, Papa Yaya. This is our teacher, Doña Pedora. So, you will help back just so you can protect me. Since the age of six, you've been protecting and loving me. I love you too. Happy birthday, Lito Rafael Espinal. I love you, man. I do. I'm sorry. I'm so confused. Please forgive me, dude. Te quiero. I came unto you at this very moment play John Coltrane that's what I need you to do playing on YouTube and if you want to use a particular app for music just ask me to change your default music I hear you that's right Alexa you the best and you can learn about crypto too. This the best world. Google assisted. But what we doing here? I don't know. You tell me. And I'll tell you. <laughs> Blow your nose. The flu season is here. Atop the variants, the deltas, the COVIDs, 
pandemics. The Spanish Flu 1918. It's flu season. It is. You know it is. You know it is. And so do I. And as the dark, dark skies penetrate the stratosphere, all the doctors, the Fauci's, they stand near Biden. Well, he is the president, right? But Trump, he ain't too far. He can't wait to stomp on America. And Joe Biden can't wait to give it away. So yeah, we're stuck with some crazy dude from Fifth Avenue who wants to stomp on America. And then the other one wants to give it away to the Russians and the Chinese. What are you to do, American people? What are you to do, American people, on this day? We're not too far away from Christmas, aren't we? How dare you bring up that blessed event? You must be insane. Nah, man, it's just Christmas. It's another day. I mean, I'm not, I didn't make it into a commercialized version of a religious event. What you talking about? What you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about, boy. I'm just saying. Christmas is supposed to be the day that Jesus Christ was born. And then, luckily, St. Lazarus will be revived, will be reborn. And then Jesus, he escaped from the cave. That's why we have the Shroud of Turin, right? Nah, boy, you talk so mess. You got to be involved with them other folks. What you talking about, boy? You don't know nothing. Jesus saves. Jesus good. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Sir, all I was saying was that if you have true faith, you really don't need to go to temple, synagogue, church, masjid, mosque. You don't have to go anywhere. I mean, if you believe in God, God exists within, not without. God lives inside of us 24-7, 365. So I don't know why you're going all all crazy and shouting at me. You're not going to get me to believe. Faith is a personal issue. Faith is between you and God. Okay? I'm sorry. We're not shouting at no one. When it comes to God, it's a personal matter. If you believe you do. If you don't, well, what we do, (laughs) those of us who believe in God, we will pray for you. Si usted no cree, 
en Dios. Ok, está bien. Vamos a hacer algo. Me perdona, ok. Pero nosotros lo que sí creemos en Dios. Nosotros, por favor, permítanos. Vamos a rezar por ustedes. Ok. Saludos, Nelson, el vikingo, Dora, Miss Gill, Judy Altagracia, Manny, mi compadre, Lito, mi hermano, mis hijos, mis amigos, all my former students from Waterloo, G-Dubs, John of Arch. And elsewhere, we are so happy, we are so glad that we can come to you with the music of John Coltrane in the background. How can we go wrong? Beauty exists. It's in the stratosphere. It rains down on us every day. <laughs> Love you, my dear. Stay near to God. Stay near to God. Never fear. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. On the occasion of Christmas Eve, I decided to come back home from the birds. So I came back to the streets. Had a chance to go to High Bitch Park. And from there, I got a chance to see the Bronx, baby, still there running things. I lived there for 10 years, yo. Originally from Washington Heights, but I lived in the Bronx, yo, the birthplace of life. You know that's where it all started for everybody right now. The genre that dominates Mellow Mel, Grandmaster Cass, the Furious. You know, everybody from them days, yo. They started it all right there on Sedgwick Avenue. Cross the bridge. You be over there. It ain't that far from Washington Heights. Think about it, yo. But that's where it started, right down there on Sedgwick Ave. They know it's true. Everybody do. Not only the music, dudes, but the style. The style, the culture, the influence that now dominates, dominates the way people dress, the way people speak, the way people behave. It's like the Sopranos and the Godfather. The Godfather taught them dudes how to dress. Imagine that a TV movie, a film dominates a whole genre, culture. Well, that's the same thing with what people call hip-hop. 
But it was just rhymes. It was just rhymes. People rhyming, man, at the spot. You had to come up with something. If you wanted to survive, you better have something to spit with. You can't just be coming over lame like a lamb. We talking about pegatoids, baby. If you will pay, you done. This is the real deal. I'm doing the same thing. Melly Mel will drop it on you too. Them dudes, we come from way back. It's a gift, man. Ice-T, he got that documentary about rap. See the y'all? But we was there too, man. We been at this for a long time. The exotic Zorda poop. One, seven, two, whoa. But watching us hype, man. We hype, man, too. We can do it. Hey, Charles, Stevie Wonder, we ain't blind. We can see exactly what's happening in this nation now, yo. I just got home, man. I just got home from being in the woods, man. Not prison, yo. The woods. Back in the streets, man. And you got to go harder, folks. They think you soft. I ain't been around, so yo, this what well, what is this? Today's Christmas Eve, right? So yesterday, yo, yesterday, some dude, man, he come pop and talk about give me five. Five bucks. So I looked at his ass and I said, yo, man, every time I come through. Y'all always asking me for something. How come you don't come back at me and say, yo, man, I got you, dude. Let me go inside, get you a couple of these heinies. Nah, you going to beg me? And yo, check this out, man. Check this out. Check this is the thing that just befuddles me, man. I don't understand how people think that they can just get away with this kind of dude. Man, anyway. My man got mad at me. He was, he had an attitude. Talk about, I ain't never gonna ask you for no more money again. I'm sorry I even bothered you. And I'm looking at him like, yo, come on, man. You real? You for real here? You asking me, begging Benny, for $5. I just said, no, man. Come on. Like, hook me up first. Oh, and now you wanna get all situated. You wanna have an attitude? Shit, please. You know what I did? Let me tell you something, man. The best advice I ever heard was from some military guy. Uh, by the way, I was in the ROTC Air Force back in 1977, so I got some pride. I love America just as you do. Don't forget that. Even though immigrants came, man, we trying to make this country a better place. Don't ever forget that. Talk about immigrants, man. How dare you? When all of y'all came from somewhere else, too. All right, accepting we know we don't have to bring it up, but listen, check this out. So this dude, man, I, like I say, he was upset. So I walked away. Let me tell y'all, this is what you gotta do. Navy SEAL said this, yo. He said, "Run if you get a chance in any situation that you find yourself, and you can run." Run and live until the next day. One time, years ago, I was in Dominican Republic, y'all. And me and my family, brand new family, my children were young, man. They was young. And some dude was killed and I was there. And for seven hours, I was in my house and I had a crew of Outside Trying to get at me yo 
me and my children, my wife, my three kids, man, my baby. She was a baby. She's 25 now. This happened 24 years ago. They tried to kill me and my family in the Dominican Republic. They tried to kill me and my family in the Dominican Republic. And for me to get out, we had to call Lonchi Lorenzo the first Dominican who ever became a police officer in New York City history. He Lonchi I ain't lying, man. I'm getting emotional now because they try to kill me, man. Try to kill me and my kids. And my and my sister was there too. It's about seven or eight guys outside, yo. They was trying to get at me. I had nothing to do. Yeah, I'm not, well, I was there. So I maybe I was an accessory. The dude was killed, yo. He came up, my man, with two machetes, two colines, con dos colines vino. Y Chelo se volteó y le dio uno en el corazón y hit once in the heart. And he swung with the two blades, two machetes. My man had a double seven in his hand. And he threw both blows, clink, clink, and he hit. He hit Gudo. One time. Dead in the heart. And Gudo took three steps back. And he fell. He fell, and as he fell, every time his heart tried to beat, blood spun it out out of his shirt. It, it looked like old Smokey or something like that, that geyser. As he bled out, he picked him up, put him in the back of a pickup truck. And that night, for seven hours, me and my family, we were beset by the family. My man ran. He ran. And that's the advice I'll give to you. Whenever you find yourself in a difficult situation and you have the chance to run, that's what you got to do. You run. That way you live until the next day. When I ran that day, to my wife's ex-wife at this time for the last 10 years or so we ran to our parents up in the hills when we got there the old man her father was talking about yo let's go back let's go back and I'm like looking at him like yo I'm not from here man I'm an American yeah I was born in this country but man I'm I'm, I'm, I'm in a, I ain't staying here to fight go back I got nothing to prove to those people I mean, as a, as a tourist, I'm spending money. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, her father was talking about you got to go back. And I said, why I got to go back? You know what he said? He said, yo, they're going to say you are a punk. <laughs> and I just looked at him and said, sir, I don't care what they say about me. I'm taking my children back to New York City. And we'll live until another day. And we'll deal with this matter at some point. But for now... As of tomorrow, I'm out of here. I'm leaving this country. I had been there 10 days 
supposed to stay for a month. But I stayed for 10 days and then we booked, y'all. We got out of Dodge City. Matt Dillon was coming. You know what I'm saying? Sheriffs and whatnot. It's a crazy world when you get out America. All those other countries, even the one I was born in, Dominican Republic, they got draconian laws. Talk about Napoleonic, this, that, and the third. I live in America. If I call the police, they come to help me. If you call the police down in DR, they arrest you along with everybody else. And then they got to sort it out. I'm not from there. I was born there. But I am an American. So I said, yo, let's get out of Dodge. F Matt Dillon. And anybody else. Let me get back on solid ground. Back in the USSA. <laughs> I'm not the Beatles. And we're not talking about no USSR. But hey. Let me get back to the USA. Because that's where I know. I'll be just fine. So remember this man. When you think about history. Especially the history of Music. Yo, whenever you get a chance, look to the Bronx, the boogie down, alright? Because that's where it all started. Go ask Grandmaster, the Grandfather, Mr. Cass, O'Malley Mel. They out there, yo. They are the pioneers. Uh, Miss Robinson, remember her? Huh? Come on, Curtis Blow. Huh? Shish, there's so many names if we start, right? But honestly, yo, I'm an old timer. And I wasn't part of that game, but I'm telling you, I know these folks we met at some point in life. Grandmaster Cass, every Thursday during the summers, right there in the Bronx, right by the number six train. He know him. Hey, I ain't lying. If, if you're in the Bronx, you know what I'm talking about. You know those towers, right? Remember those towers over there by the number six? When it turns to go home up to Morrison Ave? Huh? Parkchester? Keep going. Keep going. It's the Bronx, baby. Number one. Yo, I come from Manhattan. And why, and why named it twice because so nice. But the Bronx is the birthplace of the culture. The lifestyle we're living in right now, the Kanye's, the Jay-Z's, and all them dudes, they all benefited from the work of two, three, four dudes. They was bored outside the building, and they, yo, let's bring down the damn freaking... This LPs, let's put them on two sides and let's do what we do with this. Look what they came up with a genre, a culture, a lifestyle. It's the world all over. Everybody love what the Bronx did. Let me finish with this. The only problem is that the poorest effing out of five is the Bronx. 
the boogie down. The lesser than than the other four clowns. It bothers me truly. The highest rate of asthma is in the Bronx. Because the only reason why it exists because it connects the mainland to these little outer islands like Manhattan. $24, that's all it costs. The Bronx, the Bronx, the boogie down. Still, the little brother in this stupid ass that I love in New York City, this town. Happy holidays to you and your families. I wish you the very best. I hope you are healthy and be blessed. Until next time, Popo, el hijo Tabito y mi yaya here with my sister Mari Dulce, keeping her company. Be well, be well. como hoy yo te conocí rompimos camas y después yo me fui en una noche como hoy yo te conocí tuvimos chance de romper camas y después yo me fui en una noche como hoy yo te perdí, pensé que te tenía y no, no creí que sea posible que sea así. En una noche como hoy yo te conocí y en esa noche nosotros rompimos camas y después yo me fui. Tuve que volver a Nueva York para hacerte a ti, la madre de mis hijos, y gracias sí. Porque en una noche como hoy, yo te perdí, pensé que te tenía y confundido yo viví. En una noche como hoy, yo te conocí. Rompimos camas y después yo me fui. Tenía que volver aquí para hacerte a ti, la madre de mis hijos. Y por 20 años fue así. Porque en una noche como hoy yo te perdí. Dejé que mi arrogancia controlé los episodios entre tú yo y así y así fui en una noche como hoy yo te conocí en una noche como hoy tú y yo rompimos camas porque en una noche como hoy yo te perdí y así me siento hoy, confundido ya que estoy sin ti. En una noche como hoy, yo te perdí. 
confundido aquí me he quedado siempre pensando en ti en una noche como hoy yo te perdí la vida sigue siendo pero yo vivo pensando en ti ay Dios Así es la vida. Hey, how you doing? 5.32 in the afternoon. And it's the NFL Wild Card Weekend. And we are watching the Cowboys. The vaunted America's team fall on its face. Second quarter with seven minutes remaining. And they finally got themselves a first down. What is this? Oh my God. 13 to 0. San Francisco. Last time was 1994. But. That Prescott, please, man, please. I'll be honest, today, <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this, man. I can't. But you know, we all have affinities of some kind. And if Trey Lance ain't gonna play, well, that Prescott, go ahead, man, come on, come back, bro. Do it, not for me, do it for Jerry Jones, <laughs> do it for America, but y'all got to come back, second and six, what is this play design? Oh my God! <laughs> this is great. Come on, that. Come on, third and six with 5:27 remaining. Come on, that. Come on, you in the red zone. Touchdown, America's team! It is loud in here right now. Oh yeah! And check out this—a beautiful throw by Dak Prescott. He throws it high in a way. Oh my God! Threw it like and Rogers. He did. He put it in the pocket. Kyler Murray like Yeah What's the other kid? Russell Wilson They do it like this And the best The GOAT Tom Brady He also puts it All nice and tight You can't not catch that ball Amari Cooper Oh that Prescott That was so nice Woohoo
They said he's dead. They said he's dead. But he served his country. They said he's dead. But he served his country. Tell me why is this so? Please explain to me why this is so. They said he's dead, but he served his country. They said he's dead, but he served his country. Please explain to me why my friend is dead. Please explain to me why my friend is dead. He was a a paraplegic. He was a a paraplegic who served his country. He was a man who was military. Please explain to me why today is dead. What did he do to deserve this fate? He was totally USA. His own fate. Please explain to me why he is dead. Brown military brother, why are you Four twenty special moment. I want to share with you. In the background.
The great Joe Kaka is in the background. He's doing it live. And I want to keep it quiet. Because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Like any man, I like the bees. Broads, beautiful, breastless, big buddy. Why not? But it's the same as DF. Family, friends, fortune, fortitude. And we are all so beautiful in God's eyes. In God's eyes, we were made in his image. Or was it the serpent that won the day? And we've been duped every day. But you are so beautiful to me. Can't you see? You are so Me quedé sorprendido Ya que yo pensaba que Que el amor entre tú y yo Iba a ser Me quedé sorprendido Ya que yo pensé que sí Que tú y yo íbamos a ser Pero no Ay Dios Si yo lloro no diga Que no ya que soy hombre por en verdad mi dolor viene desde niño
a young woman and a young lad met inside the hall of an American bound ship out of uh, a place that really doesn't matter to the story but in the ship they were down below both virgins working at the stove cooks at the mercy of the chef dirty old man from provenance oh yes he was from France he was French haughty mean with an attitude especially against these two why 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 would you ask me the question well pity me not pity me not do you believe what I'm about to tell Jiminy Cricket? No. Some guy with chocolate? No, 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 no. And ugly duckling? No, tampoco. No, this is new. Oh, yeah. You never heard something like me, dudes. But there's a story here somewhere. Give me a chance. Maybe I'll get there. Oh, my God. Mark Twain, Mark Twain, Samuel L. Clemens. Do you know the meaning of Mark Twain? Or do you really think that it's two people or are they both the same? My best teacher was named Malik Simba. SUNY Binghamton, State University of New York. Sounds like a prison, right? State University of New York. Sounds like a prison, right? State University of New York. Malik Simba was my professor. He taught me well. You know who else was there? The son, the youngest of, remember, Elijah Muhammad? His son also was a professor at my school. I'm not lying to you, fools. 1978, 79, 81, 82. We were all there in SUNY Binghamton, upstate New York. You know, when you live in Manhattan and they say upstate, automatically you think you're going to be eating some cold steak. Upstate means prison. All right, so we don't even, when you live down in New York, right, down there, we don't have no clue about uh, Rome, New York, Buffalo, Lackawanna, Syracuse. To us, all them joints sound like an excuse for us to be and you to rise. And John Coltrane is going to provide. And you thought we was what? Just playing with you? 
Listen, we're not sign winders. We're not in the South. This ain't New Mexico. This is the new sound. You know why it's new? Because it's classic. And classic music. Classic music? Never dies. Listen, pray if you must. Pray if you will. Pray if you feel like it. But I'll tell you this. The music of John Coltrane is the same as going to church, to temple, to the synagogue, to the basilica. John Coltrane explains, expresses no disdain for the love that every one of us, if we really listen to what he has to say, yo, I love faith. I believe in prayer. Even Elon Musk, who is supposed to be an atheist, when he sent some ships into space, he had to admit that he got down on his knees. <laughs> he had to admit Elon Musk an avowed hater of uh, what we believe because he goes into space, he got the money, and he says, there ain't no God up there. But yo, my bro, my bro, check him out. When he decided to do what he did, the first thing he did, he admitted it himself. I'm not lying. Check your sources. He said he got down on his knees. You know, the prophet, um, sorry, not the prophet Muhammad, the believers of the prophet Muhammad um, believe that if you don't prostrate yourself to God, you know, get on your knees and pray, you really end up submitting to the will of God. Now, some of us are, have problems with our knees and things, so it's not as easy for us to do so. So we have to put our hearts and our soul on our mind when we, uh, let's say, go to prayer. Uh, even, I mean, imagine I was raised Catholic and uh, I tried to be respectful wherever I go, but I have surgery on my knees and stuff. So, in the Catholic traditions, you have to get up and stand up a lot of times. Uh, uh, 15 minutes to 10, we're just going to digress and just change topic, all right, because... Uh, we don't want to offend no one. And I'm a, I was raised Catholic, but I practice different things because what you believe is what you believe, and no one could tell you not to believe in what you believe.
long as you don't hurt nobody, do you love life? Wake up every morning and take a deep breath. Tell your children you love them before you put them to rest. And the rest of us, let's just say this. Until next time, we will talk again. Be well, be well, my friends. Que Dios bendiga por poder hijo de esta vida y villa ya. From Redden, Pennsylvania. Just let y'all know, we love you. And I hope you love us too. And we love your family. So we hope you love our family too. We love your children. We hope you feel the same. Until next time. Don't be late. Don't be late. Yo. I'm going to be back tomorrow. But hit me up. Let me ask me questions or some comment. All right? Be well. Se me cuidan. Adios. So I'm sitting in the Amtrak station. St. Paul, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 1977. Uh, it's summertime, uh, July. And I'm waiting for the layover because I just came in from New York City, actually from Chicago at this point, because I have been on Amtrak uh, 36 hours total time from New York to Superior, Wisconsin, uh, or actually Duluth, Minnesota. I was going to go to university at Superior. I was going to be on the football team. Um, The coach didn't know that, uh, but I did. So... When I got in, it was about 7 o'clock in the evening. And here I am, 18 years old. Uh, I've only been in country nine years. Born in the Caribbean on the island of Dominican Republic. Today is uh, a holiday in Dominican Republic because it's Juan Pablo Duarte's uh, birthday. And he is considered to be, for us Dominicans, uh, George Washington, in a sense, Simon Bolivar, because he fought for 22 years. The uh, occupation had been taking place. Uh, Charles uh, Charles Pierre Boyer, uh, following Dessalines, you know, the Haitian Revolution, Affected the Dominican side, the eastern side of the island, which is Spanish. The other side was French. So today is his birthday. Juan Pablo Duarte, que Dios te bendiga. Eh, felicidades a todos los dominicanos hoy en nuestro día, un día de, de, de celebración. It's a, a day of celebration for Dominicans. But anyway, so I'm uh, 7 o'clock, I got in. So the train for me to get to Superior, Wisconsin, I had to wait 
basically 12 hours. So here I am. Uh, I got some items with me, so I put stuff in the in the lockers, and I go downtown to. Uh, the, now this is the curious thing. Where I was at is where the uh, St. Paul in Minneapolis, where the bus station is located uh, in the Minneapolis side. But it's right there that the Mississippi River begins its journey down all the way down to uh, New Orleans. So, yes, the Mississippi River was there. But I went down to the center streets, I guess, center city in Minneapolis. Uh, And basically at that time, uh, what I was just doing was just killing time. And what I mostly noticed was uh, the number of banks. Uh, number of banks that that were there, but then I was tired anyway, and after a couple of hours, I say about nine nine thirty, I went back to the train station. Now, uh, not the train station, sorry, the bus station. I'm not waiting for a train. Sorry, I'm waiting for the next bus that will take me. Since I got in, um. I got in on the train, Amtrak, but now in Minneapolis, St. Paul, I got it transferred to a bus, Greyhound or Trailways, I don't remember which one it was, that will take me to Superior, and there, from there, I'll, I'll take a, a taxi or I'll figure it out, and that's what happened, this is uh, July 1977. Uh, second week, about the 14th, there was an orientation program at the University of Wisconsin at Superior, uh, a town with about 30,000 people or so. I didn't know where I was going. I just knew that they didn't require an SAT test, and I didn't think I could mess around with that stuff at the time. As I said, I was only in country for about nine years, and I didn't think I was prepared to be able to take these uh, LSATs or all these exams that, you know, the Americans have devised to determine who goes where, what happens here, what not. So anyway, I did get in, but this is what I wanted to say. This is why I'm talking so much. So I get back. So I'm sitting in the uh, public area and I'm tired. So I fall asleep. And about 11 o'clock, somebody is tapping me and keeps tapping me. I'm trying to, like, you know, play it off. But he taps me like, I got to get up. And when I raise up, I swear to God. It was a hulking 6'3", 280-pounder, scraggly, with uh, bedraggled-looking. He was homeless, obviously, and he stank a liquor. I could smell it on him. And his face was dirty. It was pockmarked. And he had black eyes that cut through me. And, and his eyebrows 
were intense. He looked feral, more wolf-like than anything else. And he said to me, hey, buddy, got a quarter? And it startled me that he could speak. He was, after all, a Native American. Minnesota. He was an Indian. And he stank. He smelled foul. And his breath carried the odor of fire water. And I reached into my pockets. And I fumbled, not wanting to show my hand. But luckily, I had been taught to organize my money. Always on my left hand, because I'm a right hander, just in case I got to punch somebody trying to reach. Understand? But I did give him not only a quarter. But a dollar too. And he walked away. He was happy. He was a happy dude. I was 18 years old. I was scared, if anything, startled. But then it hit me. If not for the grace of God, there. Go I. Hey, how you guys doing? So you you heard, right? You heard, you heard, you heard. With fifteen minutes to seven o'clock. You heard, you heard. Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. And it's funny to me, the people that are coming out and the way they sound, like Skip Bayless, he's talking about that it's a death in his family. You hear this? That, 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 that. He sounds like his uh, his former partner, Stephen A. Smith. You know, they, 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 God, he is so what? So a man who plays a game for over 20 years and does very well and happens to have a very beautiful wife and family decides that, you know what? I'm going to do it, man, like Barry Sanders. I'm just going to say, yo, listen, here's a... Hey, before we hit midnight, let's remember that this is February 1st, and even though it may not be much, but this is the beginning of Black History Month started in 1926 
uh, due to the efforts of Carter G. Woodson, the father of black history. I wanted to make sure that I did this on February 1st, not the 2nd, the 1st. And the reason why we even have a Black History Month, in the beginning, it was only one week. The week that has the birthdays of Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. And that was how it began. But then um, there were efforts made... And eventually, by the 1970s, the students at Kent State University, if I remember correctly, uh, these are the same students who had gone through that massacre at Kent State. They lobbied hard and began their celebration of a month-long black history. And I think from there... Uh, well, the point is, it's now a month-long celebration. I don't know how much of a celebration it really is unless you devote time and effort to make it so, so that it's significant and that the children... I'm speaking from the point of view of having been a school teacher, a history teacher, basketball coach, Spanish teacher, uh, and also worked in, as, a, as a lecturer at one of the colleges, but the, the, the point is, is that, you know, the assignments have to be suited uh, for the task at hand so that they can understand that black history is not just a one-month affair. I mean, I think that's clear that black history is American history, and it was unfortunate that those efforts had to be made I mean, to me, it's always baffling to hear the first black person, even now, uh, what's happening now, it's this young lady, uh, the one who plays, um, what's that, the Phantom of the Opera, she's going to be the lead, and people are making a big deal about it, like, okay, so what? Remember there was a time when, well, what is it, the Wizard of the uh, Wizard of Oz? Uh, you can't have a black girl play Dorothy. Why not? What's the big deal? I don't get it. All right? And, and, and I'll be honest with y'all. I've been a victim. Happy Tuesday. Don't forget that midnight is the first minute of the new day. This is not original to me. If you are a fan of Gil Scott Heron, you know that this is true. But anyway, we've said enough. Let's celebrate, let's teach, let's learn. Black History Month is American history, and uh, everyone should benefit from it. And I don't see why any school system in this country or anywhere in the world will have one single negative thought, word, sentence, quotation, or whatnot to say about uh, not celebrating the achievements, the accomplishments, the incredible journey that still continues for black American uh, people and anyone else who looks like them. Because <laughs> I wasn't born in America, 
but I am a black American. Let's not get that twisted. Born in the Dominican Republic, but I embrace. I am worse than Rachel Dolezal. She went around trying to color herself black and, and, and get praise and stuff. I don't do any of that. I just know it is what it is. And we thank you for listening and taking the time. Um, and if you're up at this hour, then God bless you. Stay well, be safe, and pray for all the people that are just going crazy in our country, man. You can't pick up the newspaper. Minnesota, school, there's a shooting. Uh, police officers gunned down. It's just the violence is beyond anything I've seen. And I'm 63 years old. I remember the time when Dinkins was uh, mayor in New York, and it was crazy. Then you had Giuliani come in and try to, you know, he did do some um, crime fighting, you could say. And it's unfortunate for that man. I don't know why we're going to talk about Giuliani, but let's say Giuliani at some point was a real superstar. He was on TV shows. I mean, he was on Seinfeld with, with the famous yogurt episode. Can you can can anyone today truth, truthfully say that anyone would put Giuliani other than Fox or OAN or Newsmax? But the guy basically shot himself in the foot. Now that's history that needs to be told. That's the same way I feel about the accomplishments, the efforts, the survival of black people in America. I mean, some say that if it wasn't for religion, it would not have been possible. I would not disagree. But it takes more than just going to church. And the idea that black folks are in the time of slavery, that they were submissive, that they were just laughing and that they had such a good time is pure fabrication caused by the people that control the media and what you hear or don't hear or what you read or don't read. Over 2,000 documented, uh, close to 3,000 insurrections. So that's not someone that's just sitting around and standing by and saying, go ahead, go ahead, I'm good, just keep beating on me. No. And if there were instances of uh, individuals who become uh, what they call Uncle Toms or, or more so step and fetch it, yeah, Miss Master, yeah, Miss Master, house burning, Miss Master, that's some other stuff that happens even today. Look at our population. A lot of folks are beaten, beaten down by the oppression, the repression, the continual attacks on their person and their and their ability to try to be more than what they uh, could ever be. You know, so it's not easy for, for folks to deal with it. This young lady, they just committed suicide. Uh, what's her name? Chesley Christ, Christ. Christ. I mean, Christ. Why would you do something like that? Such a beautiful young woman, but she was afraid of reaching 30. There's more to that than that. Come on. If we're going to celebrate black history, we also have to mourn this beautiful black uh, mixed 
race child. Is was that it? Her father's Polish, her mother's black. Is that what caused it? Why would you kill yourself when you are you've achieved so much? Any father, any mother, any family will have been proud, always proud to have a a young lady like that. You see the pictures? Beautiful. But she was sad. And that is truly more sad than the story that we need to tell or that we need to listen to. Someone should have been really speaking to her. And she really should have reached out to someone in her family. I mean, come on. There had to have been indications. Wow. And then she did it on my birthday. That's what bothers me also. Why are you going to choose January 30th? What, to point out the fact that you were afraid of reaching 30? Come on, man. Christa, uh, Jesse Christ or Christ, I don't know how to pronounce the last name if it's Christ. I'll prefer to say Christ. But Christ, why? Oh, Jesus, please spare us. Please save us from that kind of mental disability where you can't even go and reach out to someone and say, listen, man, I'm really struggling and I think I'm going to do something really bad to myself. She should have said something. Come on, 29 years old. I have a son who's 29 years And I had to call him right away because I'm like concerned. I mean, come on. But there was a time, folks, when they used to say that you should not trust anyone over the age of 30, how do you realize that folks wouldn't even trust themselves to have the mental fortitude to fight through, look in the mirror and say to yourself, I'm worthy, I'm beautiful, I'm not going to hurt myself, no way in the world. With God's blessings to you and your families, we leave you, sadly, because it's just tragedy and tragedy. 1208, let's celebrate Black History Month. But when you have this kind of news to be the lead in, it's hard, man. It really is. But today, Tuesday, it's going to be a better day. Trust that. Believe that. Have faith and pray. Que Dios, Dios lo bendiga a ustedes y a sus familias y a sus amigos. God bless you, your family, and your friends. Until next time, uh, Martin Espinal, the exile exhorter, Mr. E from the New York City school system, retired. Living in the Reading, Pennsylvania boogie down. Uh, be well, my folks. Be well. We love you. And we wish you the very best. See ya. For my five-year-old grandchild. She's got the greatest smile Fills the room with a laugh
It's not going to change until you have the white coaches coming forward also and speaking up and saying, wait a minute, man, people got to be dealt with on merit. And let me tell you something, the NFL, if anywhere this can be seen, the whole uh, thing called nepotism, children, the word nepotism is a word that means that you favor your friends and family in situations where maybe you should not do that because it's unfair, it's illegal. Now, if your family member is prepared in that field, well, cool. Well, they should be able to apply. But what happens in the NFL is they hand it down. It's grandfathered. You hear the last names, and it's like, wait a minute, Schottenheimer. Yes, the father, now the son. Uh, and then there's a brother in the background, and, and it's a family business. And since this is the old boys network, you know what the old boys network means, children? Huh? You ever heard the term before? Old Boys Network. It means that men, men in power, tend to speak to each other so that they keep everything within the family. So the Old Boys Network is a bunch of old white guys who stay in cahoots and have a paper trail and they talk to each other in private. You don't know if you're a woman. If you're not part of the old boys network, you don't get the phone call. And today with the new technology, you don't get the email that they send to each other. Oh, in fact, in this case, um, right, um, Brian Flores, he says he got a phone call. From Bill Belichick, the coach of the New England Patriots and a well-known cheetah in the sport. I mean, he gets a pass because he cheated and he won. If he had cheated and lost, we wouldn't be talking about him. But anyway, Bill Belichick called him to congratulate him on January 24th. So, already in the Old Boys Network pipeline or grapevine, they had been discussed and they had said, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to give it to Brian. Now, he has a, 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 he had an interview for the 27th with the Giants. So, it's like, wait a minute, I got the job, but I'm being interviewed and they have other candidates? Why is this? So when he went in, he realized, oh, they already have a coach. So this is all a sham. But how did Bill Belichick know this? He's not supposed to be privy 
to these kinds of information? Well, he does because Bill Belichick is probably the president. No, no, probably, uh, what's his name? Jim, um, uh, Jerry Jones is probably the president of the Old Boys Network. Bill Belichick is probably on the advisory board or the, uh, the, the you know, the, the board of officers, whatever you call that. He's one of the main officers. So Jerry Jones and you, again, Bill Belichick, more so even than the owner. <laughs> Who's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Kraft. This is just, uh, it's ridiculous. It cuts to the core. It just shows that as much as you work, as hard as you work, there's no meritocracy, there's nepotism, and there's corruption. And there's fraud. So the national fraud, you know, I wish it was an allegiance. I wish it was an A in there. The National Fraud League, you know, or I mean, or the Negro fraud, uh, you know, just keep black people down type stuff. This is ridiculous. And this is 2022. And things have not changed. And that's America for you today. And on a nut- in a nutshell, it's unfortunate. It's, uh, it's, uh, it, it's just shows that you... That, that, yes, uh, Flores spoke about that you need to change the hearts and minds of, uh, of the people. I guess the owners. And that kind of vocabulary, hearts and minds, it, to me it troubles me because it sort of sounds like a robot. Yo, man, you really think that you can just change the hearts and minds of old dogs? Remember, old dogs, they can't learn new tricks. And uh, for these individuals, you can see by their actions that it's not going to happen. They are not going to change. And you're just going to have to keep buckling down and continue to fight. Because one thing that we've learned is that the struggle, it never ends. The struggle continues. It's unfortunate that in 2022, all the gains, all the gains, instead of being progression in all the areas of American life, for every American, what we see is that there is regression. And then that regression is digressed by the actions of people that were once ex-presidents and now want to go back into that Oval Office. For what reason? Why would you want to be president again? Didn't you see? But you know, when people are sick with power, greed, you have what's called the old boys network the nfl the national fraud league and its old boys network has been designed to keep the lesser than down and the lesser than is us in the mathematical equation that They have created, manufactured, 
They'll show you graphs. They'll show you brochures. They'll show you all kinds of things to show you, yes, we're doing it. But look, look, we have a plan. But here you are. You're the one who's tasked to do the job. And let me tell you something. I coached basketball in 2009, actually. You know, okay, uh, in the JV high school division in Manhattan, New York City, my school, Wadley Secondary School, our team, the JV team, won the Manhattan championship. Not the Bronx, not Brooklyn, not Staten Island, not Queens, but we won Manhattan. So we are champions. And let me tell you something, even though that's a, you know, wow, JV, those children who won the championship and got a little medal or, uh, yes, medals or a little trophy and whatnot, they keep that and they hold on to that. And let me tell you something, when, when you're a champion, if you're a champion in spelling, you're a champion. If you are the the champion in the in the math uh, competition in your school, you're a champion. If you participate in team sports and your team wins the championship, what's the first word in there? What's the prefix to championships? Champion. So you're a champ. You're a champion, and your team is a winner of a championship. So that ship takes you places. Okay. People forget that it was ships that were used by whom? By the Europeans. And what? They didn't know what, you know, since there were like nine different groups of Europeans that decided to go out to do what? To conquer other people. And what were they doing? They were in ships, right? They were in boats, ships. So the race to get to the place where the gold and the spices was located, was off and running. Go! Boom! And I'm telling you, that's what happened. I mean, the Pope issued an order. Go! Conquer! And they raced off. So you have the European races. You know, British, German, German race, French race. All they doing was racing to get to Africa, into Asia, Indonesia, Malaysia, the Spice Islands, you know, looking for gold. Greedy, greedy folks. But now they sit on the pedestal. Generational wealth has been created. And they can say, well, it wasn't me. It was my great-great-grandfather who was a slave master. Yeah, but you still live in a big old house from what he had done. So you gained the wealth that was created by the labor of my ancestors. And what do we have? Go to the court system and you'll find what we have. Just us. Inside the courts. Inside the prisons. Inside the mental wards. Because what people don't seem to understand when you live under duress and you are oppressed and repressed, it doesn't bode well for you or the society. And, and a case in point is the young lady 
Chesley Christ. Formidable, accomplished, educated, beautiful. All the accolades, all the adjectives you could come up with. Yet she committed suicide. She jumped off the roof of some fancy hotel or something in Manhattan from the 29th floor. A 29-year-old beautiful black mixed race young lady, which goes into what I was talking about before, trying to tie in all these loose ends so we can be cogent and make sense to you. Because we're not trying to be gibberish. We're trying to make an argument here that it causes the two-ness, the double consciousness, and then to have to have maybe an absent father, she was the daughter of a Polish-American. Her mother's black, and she's all mixed up, and she winds up committing suicide because something about not wanting to turn 30 and the treatment that women get once they become old, and especially a black woman. I don't know what the heck she's talking about. Yes, people have problems, but how are you going to solve them by jumping off a roof? I pray for her family. I pray for her soul. But that's a terrible decision. And that's not the way to go. If you have problems that are so deep, then you got to reach out. Run to the hospital. Run to the police. Go, go, go. But don't you go and commit suicide. Because suicide is painless. To you, but to those who stay behind, they have to ask themselves why? Why? Why did she die? She was so young and she was bright. She came into a room in the sun. Light lit up the night. Yet she's gone. Gone, gone. She flew. She thought she could fly. There was no drugs or alcohol inside her body. But yet she went for that fateful ride. Until next time. Martin Espinal, Mr. E. The exile exhorter, still moved by the tragedy of Chesley Christ, Brian Flores, and the countless people of color that continue to be morally abused and in life humiliated because that's what happened to Brian Flores. See you next time. Bye. From the Ready Movie Zone! It's the Exile Exorders!
The price is right. The price is right. The price is right. Do you even know his name? Carter G. Woodson, the father of black history. Please go Google, research, find out more about this man. Black History Month, Black History Month, we are celebrating the bombing threats, letters, white powder. Sent to the eight historically black colleges and universities. Sometimes I forget HBCUs. Brian Flores, Brian Flores, Brian Flores, Brian Flores, Hugh Jackson, Marvin Lewis, and the apologists and defenders of the NFL. And the gun violence in the schools. When will it end? I don't know, do you? We know dudes like you. Gil Scott Heron coming to you. We'll be right back. Drugs, meth. K2 Molly Boy and girl Listen to the lyrics Listen to the words Analyze your situation Is it true in your case That hatred that home, that home, more importantly, is where the hatred lives. Check out your personal details before you answer, dudes. Gil Scott Herman is bringing it to you. If it hurts, it's because the truth, the truth, the truth is supposed to hurt.
Watch out for the sparrow! The crows! They abound! Watch them on the telephone lines! They watch you as you walk your dogs! Eerie feeling having crows! A murder of crows! Watch you underneath as they sit idly by a telephone line. Good morning, 8.15 in the morning, Martin Espinal coming to you from the Reading, Pennsylvania Boogie Down. Once upon a time, a child went away, and five years later, he came home. He was a man. And... At 23, he comes home, and he's hanging out in the corner grocery store where he had grown up before. So, as he's hanging there, a guy comes in. Now, his older brother is with him. And the guy says to his brother, Mira, hijo de tu maldita madre. Which means literally, hey, you, son of a bitch, or son of a fucking mother. And I don't like to curse, but that's what he said. And the young boy who had come home, a man, when he heard what that guy said, without thinking about it, he quickly understood. And he punched that dude dead in his chest. And as the guy went down to the grocery store's floor, he quickly was calling out for the older brother as he said, Who is that guy, dude? And the older brother said, Ese mi hermano chiquito. Él acaba de llegar de la universidad. Perdón, papá. But then he reared back and 
look dead at his brother and said to him, Yo, dude, that's how we talk. There was no offensive nothing in this. But the little brother looked at his brother in his eyes and said, No one ever speaks about my mother, your mother, our mother, in front of me in a derisive way. So suddenly, the tables were turned. And somehow, the little brother was summoned. Summoned by some swaggle hand. Someone called his mother and said to her, you better call this man. You need to talk to him. So suddenly, there's a summon. Hey, you, mom is calling you. Jaja wants to speak to you. So, the little boy who came home, a man, after five years of being away at university, so he goes down to the basement. You see, you have to understand, there are nine brothers and sisters in this plan. So he's the youngest boy in the land. But the boy now has come home a man. But now in front of his mom, his yaya, he's a little boy again. And she says to him, how many children do I have? Come on, come on, ma. Nueve. Nueve hijos. What are you talking about? So she says, do you think that I'm a saint? Hmm? Do you think that I'm a saint? But she was in my eyes. That's right. I'm the boy who came home a man. So when she was speaking to me, she said to me, Mira, mi hijo, tú no puedes estar peleando cada vez que una persona dice algo mal o contra mi persona. Son, you can't be fighting every time somebody says something about your moms. I ain't no saint. Basically, a human being like anybody else. I guess that's what she was trying to tell me. But I'll tell you this. After she finished... She reprimanded me, told me, I can't be going around fighting people. If they say my mom's is a, like they use the word, you know, MF or something like that. Because I really don't like to curse. I don't like using foul language. But if I must, I know how. I am from Washington Heights. So I told my moms, I looked them in her eyes. The same way I looked at my older brother who resides in heaven with her since he has passed. But I told her, if anybody ever says something in front of me about you, they gonna get it. Nobody talks about my mother disrespectfully. And the proof is in the pudding. I ain't just making this up. 
because he wasn't the only one that got the clock. Clock, clock. Boom. I ain't playing with you, man. Don't talk about my moms. I wouldn't talk about yours. Understood? Good. We don't play games with our parents. We don't play games with our mother. Don't ever say nothing about my mother. Anything, if it ain't something positive. Understood?